My mom was a functional anarchist my entire growing up. She would always eat dinner on a smaller plate, cut into tiny little bites, and put some reduced calorie dressing on top of it. Crazy. Well, this is a model of womanhood that I have, right? My mom was super skinny, and now I look pictures of her. I say, oh, God, you're deep in the sea. But this time, I thought, why don't I look like that? Of course, it's not a universal so I started sort of starving buying sessions as a teenager. In college, uh, I, moved, I went to college in Providence, Rhode Island, and um, Northeast, still the Northeast, didn't think it was going to be that different from home. But there were black people there, amazing! I didn't know how to relate. Great, there's another way I'm different. So when I got to school, um, there's a big uh, refractory, it was called the dining hall, and there was Little Africa, I called
on that poop. And in fact, I used to get it as kids. Literally, my dad, my grandparents talked about my grandfather had bought one of those at the supermarket and they were big and I was going to get it. When I moved out here, I bought Mrs. Smith's deep dish apple pie a week. I ate one a week because I was lonely, because I was scared, because I didn't know what I was doing, and food was my best friend. And that is the thing. The thing that has been the controlling thing is that food or lack of food, either one, has been the thing that has sustained me when I could not sustain myself. The whole point of being in this room for me is that I have to sustain myself with God. I took, put the food down, I bring God in, and suddenly I'm okay. But without God, I'm going to be I don't have a little time. Okay, so I get, I get here, I'm eating the pie, all good when eating the pie. Uh, that's the one food I have to eat from, literally. I cannot eat this food to eat this apple pie. Other apple pie I can eat, by the way. I can totally walk away from it. It's not a problem. That, I don't know, transcends something. I would. Okay, so. Anyway, I bombed out um, here. We read my team in the room. What happened? I joined the gym. I was up to my old, fun, exercise media, and our tricks again. Counting things out of bags. Because we had nutrition labels. By the time I got here, nutrition labels were on everything. Yes, this is the, the ultimate miracle, best friend, right? This is so awesome. So I'm measuring and weighing. And for some people, like, they're measuring and weighing their way out of this that, for me, is the way it is. So I was excited and having fun. And my marriage is falling apart. <laughs> my husband was not married to a person. He was married to an uh, equation. Because all I said were things about what I was eating. Uh, my husband wanted to have a child. And I said to him, I can't have a child. I'll get fat. That was it. So getting fat is the worst thing that could happen. That was the worst thing that could happen. So, um... Marathon part, work crazy, spending all the time uh, there and focused on that. Family relationship flying part. Whole life totally fucked up, but I was the appropriate physical side. Or so I um, My husband said, I think I'm probably going to leave you virtually. And I said, um, wow, that's not good. <laughs> and I had a moment where I actually had to take myself to here. And uh, I had to go and say, I have so much anxiety. I'm under so much strain because my husband is leaving me. I need medication to get to me. Um, and I had a fellow at, my, at that job, and said, well, she wasn't my fellow then. She said, you know, I think maybe it would be good for you to eat three meals a day. She said, well, you're getting really thin. And for me, as I'm sure for many, I mean, I've heard it from other people and other anorexics, et cetera. When someone is afraid of you, afraid for you, that is dumb. That's like, yeah, man, I'm going to put that you're afraid of. Awesome. I'm going to make Nope. I'm good. My mom did it. My mom, I said, Mom, look how skinny I am. She said, you still about five pounds to lose. I went on Saturday. She left that Saturday. Sunday, my ass was in the room and it had not been out. I had not left the room because I belong here. I have been in this room in a while because, strangely enough, I started working a program. My husband and I repaired our relationship. We had a baby girl. <laughs> my career got bigger. My life became fuller when it wasn't about the food. Chocolate, what all was happening. Um, one of the things I want to talk about, I'm just trying to go ahead and check 
get the language. Okay, perfect. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was that um, the controlling problem I have now is one of anxiety. That is the thing that I realize has driven me more than anything, the fear, the fear of failing from that early message from my parents, you have not get an A at all times, the fear of being perceived that someone would actually see through and call me out on my, I have an imposter syndrome. I'm waiting for you to say, actually, you're bullshit. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for you to come up to me and tap me on the shoulder and say, and please, no one do this. <laughs>
he was in the room, and I wasn't sure. I was mad. I was really angry at God. But what I did know is that I had to keep going. And what I did do was keep going with the help of God. Um, many people in my life said, that situation would take me out. We don't have the option anymore to get taken out. We got taken out already. It's like everybody gets an opportunity in life to get taken out. So I got taken out. I'm not going to talk about email that soon, and I'm not going outside. I didn't have social life. I already chose taken out already, so I can't do that. And I had a little tiny person who needed me to keep going. So I kept going. And um, that was the role God assigned at the time. I was in the world to play the role God assigned. Um, I can match calamity with serenity, that calamity with serenity, if I know this is where I'm supposed to be at this given time. And the only way to know that is to say, I've turned my will and my life and my work and my love, people that I love, to really care of God. This is all about people's society, y'all. This is not what you should find. For me, this is what works. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, when I encountered this disappointment or frustration, as I did more and more frequently, my solution was to drink, exercise, stop, look at myself in the mirror, try on a thousand different pairs of outfits, try to figure out a way to make you think I look the right way. I had always been oversensitive to criticism and was acutely so now. When I was criticized or recommended, the bottle of my refuge and comfort. Okay, so this is very important because it's about criticism. Again, this goes back to the thing that I started with. If I don't get an A, I'm totally fucked. Totally fucked. Totally fucked. You don't get an A, I'm totally fucked. Oh, wait, I'm oversensitive to criticism. But perhaps your criticism, or whatever you have to say, is none of my business because I have to ask myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity and my emotional sobriety? And when I place my value on serenity and sobriety more than anything else, I can be human at a higher level. Okay, so I'm going to close with this. We are taught to differentiate in our wants, which are never satisfied, and our needs, which are always provided for. When I have a baby, and when my dad does, I ended up with this support system that I didn't see coming. I didn't know I was going to get. And my husband showed up, my best friend showed up, people showed up, fellows showed up in ways that I couldn't have even seen coming. My mom showed up. This is a woman who's a complete narcissist, okay? Totally, fully self obsessed, but was able in some ways to show up. Shock. Because my needs were provided for. We cast off the burdens of the past and the anxieties of the future as we begin to live in the present one day at a time. Quickly, I have a big question hanging over my career right now. A huge question. But the answer's already been written. So there's no anxiety because God, and I haven't said this, but I'm saying there's no true anxiety because God will make that decision and whatever it is, God will is the best thing that can happen. It's the best thing that can happen. It's the only way I can walk through it. Am I done? You have Okay, so in those two minutes, I will just say quickly, because I was wondering, my absolute is I eat three meals a day, um, I do snacks now, I didn't need to, but when I got pregnant, unfortunately, I, well, not unfortunately, it was difficult to change the abstinence that worked with the abstinence that worked. So I had to adapt with my body. So then I took snacking back if I had to, and I haven't put it down yet. We'll see what happens. Um, 
But more than that, I say my prayer, serenity uh, prayer, 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 first three steps. Um, I pray throughout the day, God, can help me through this? God, I'm so grateful for this. God, just constantly, I've been having a constant conversation. I keep the channel open. I keep the channel open. Because I find that when I, turn, when I, when I get clicked on that channel, like when I close the phone to God, my brain is really, my brain's a bad neighborhood, I should go there at night, or by myself. And um, so I do that. I go into the Smith, come to the Shopify, I think we can change the
My dad was six three, big broad shoulders, huge feet. My mother's five eight, slim, curvy, the appropriate sort of Venus cotton tile shape, right? But here's the deal. Those two people had a daughter. Me. That's it. Like, I can't take someone else's genetics because I didn't have someone else's parents. So when it comes right down to it, God's will is that those two people met in college, they got together, like, really seriously, like, when I get into the, like, sure, would I like to wake up tomorrow and look like Beyonce Knowles? Absolutely. Because then I have to have her dad. No, thank you. But the thing is, I don't have time. I think you only have time to be in my life fully. And when I was like that, I had no life. So the ultimate choice is I can choose to like go after that totally, but I know what it looks like already to the day. And I don't think I do it better now. I think I probably do it worse than we ever progress. I hope that answers your question. Thank you. Sure. Quantity, you take care of the quality. 
So those two prayers actually, that's how I address it, which is like, I am a hard driving, when I'm working, I'm working, but I have to work with God. I used to eat while writing. I would write a little and eat, and write a little and eat, that's how I used to do it. And then I put down food and I write a little and suck, and write a little and suck. All the same God. Still, I had to take the edge off, take the edge off, take the edge off, okay? So that's the kind of workaholism that didn't work. What does work is write a little pray. Pray, write a little, pray, write a little, do things first. So yes, I do think that I just can't exist without making myself totally insane. A friend of mine said, I heard a script and a friend of mine said, I, I saw you open up a vein and bleed it onto the page. And I probably did. But the reason I didn't die is because God put more blood in the other side. Um, what do you think helps you to like the body in which you is judging yourself? Just like that expression. Uh, the question is, what is helping you most with body obsession? Um, body obsession is a, is a daily struggle. I'm not going to say it's super easy to pick what I was going to wear here today. Um, and you guys are room full of overeaters, right? So you should be able to accept me however I look, right? Theoretically, oh no, that's a judge. Um, but what I will say is this. The time that I do in that mirror, I don't have any If I, you know we're powerless over the first thought? We're powerless over the first thought. I truly believe that. I, the first thought is all going to be I do something and I do something, I'm the worst person, whatever that is. But we're not powerless over the second thought. And if the second thought is, I've done this before. I've made myself crazy and sadness over the fact that I don't look the way that I want to. I've done that before. If there's something else I can do. What I did my first few moves, actually, was I would literally pick up a book or watch TV. Like, I would have to literally physically remove myself from the mirror or whatever I was doing in order to do it. Concentrate on something else. Change the subject. Literally, that's what I have to do. Now I can pray. And like I said before, weirdly enough, remember I said to my husband, I can't have a baby because I'll get back. Well, I don't have the body that I want, and I know there are people, whatever. But I will say this. Having the baby gets help. I don't have time for that bullshit, but she doesn't care. And... I did something with it. As women, I think it's true everybody, but I, as I'll speak as a woman, how you look is what you are in terms of work on the commodity scale in a lot of different ways. But it's not what I am. I'm a person. I'm a person. And so that totally, I mean, even in my darkest moments, that does help. But I would say, Change the subject at first. At first, it's just a workmanlike thing of like, okay, I'm going to see a picture. I'm going to draw something. I'm going to call a friend. I'm going to move the discussion. And then over time, what it becomes is I'm going to pray. I'm going to say, God, help me accept it. Help me see something beautiful. The other thing that someone told me was find what you like about yourself and go to the subject. Find what you like about yourself. One thing. 
even if it's like that all your fingers and toes are well formed and that you don't have to have surgery to separate and today. <laughs> even if it's that you don't have, like, I don't even know, there's a million different things, but if you can be grateful for the fact that your body works today, that's enough. So, or be grateful for the fact that you woke up this morning, your body works, you know, uh, any number of things, but get in gratitude and change subjects. Change subjects and get in gratitude, well, however it works, but that, that's right. Uh, hi, thank you so much for your share. Can you talk a little bit more about how you match serenity with serenity? Sure. Um, uh, the question is how I match serenity with serenity. I will use a specific example. So I'm working on this big project, and it's a project, if it gets a yes, my career will change in a lot of ways. So I turn in the thing, right? Here comes calamity. <laughs> what do I do? Okay. So um, I make a lot of phone calls. The first thing that this program taught me to do is not do this, not hold the anxiety to myself. So I make phone calls. I call fellows. That's the first thing I do. And fellows give me back serenity. First thing that happens is when it's not about you, it's about both friendly. Oh, God, well, God, Right? So you call fellows. That's what I do. I call fellows. Fellows will be that back to me immediately. My brain is empty of, of, of friendly. Then the next thing I do, well, before I get into a plan B, I can see something, like turning something. I get on my knees and I say, God, I'm going to do it. Okay? God says, okay. But then after I call the fellows, and I've heard the message a few times, even if I didn't like hearing it, even if I thought while they were talking was fuck you bitch, you know, because it is sometimes. Um, then the next thing I will do is I will say, okay, God, and I will write, and what my journal is full of this, God let me be thy arms. I write that over and over again, God let me be thy arms. Because I'm really a function of God's will in the universe, right? All of the big book basically says is God has a purpose for you. God has a plan. Here, here's God's arm. So whatever's supposed to happen, I'm God's arm. Now, it doesn't mean that I would be serene in any situation. It doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is that when I'm frightened, which is a lot of the time, that's plenty. When I'm frightened, that's what I think of. I match it with the knowledge of the program from my fellows and the knowledge that I have that God is with me. God says, if I talk to God, I will feel better. I will want to, but I do know if I choose to talk to God, I will feel better. I know that. It's like soul, body, soul. Sure. And your thought of what can change is my question another for a long time to do that. Um, the thing is, you got to
My mother is a widow. Suddenly, out of the blue. I have a lot of compassion for that. I don't know how I would deal with it. Um, it was a sick, fucked up, twisted marriage. Doesn't matter. She was, she was a widow, out of the blue. So I have compassion for that. She loves me. Her love is sometimes painful, sometimes tortured, sometimes smothering, but she loves me. Sometimes I don't love myself. So I need to have compassion for someone who loves me. It really is the fourth step, right? Fourth step, tenth step, and compassion for the newcomer. Like when we, like working with others, working with others is working with my mom. You know, she's still drinking. So, you know, when she's at my house, she eats all day long. All day long. All day. Doesn't stop. And even though I don't understand how God has decided that she can stay thin doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have to do that. You know, I don't have to do that. So thank God. You know, but thank God. I really, that's where it comes from. Um, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Sure. Um, and actually, this is great. Do this, and I do it, and I do this. Right? 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 Right